Hey. Hey. Hi. I don't know why I started like that. Welcome to another episode of One More Thing. Just come into this time machine with us for a moment. As we recorded this episode a little bit ago, this episode is going to mainly talk about social media. And I feel like a lot has changed about social media since we recorded this episode. And something else that has changed is that our guest today, Nancy Jo Official, is no longer like super active and famous on TikTok. So, I mean, she still makes TikTok. She's just busy with her boyfriend and her medical school and all her cool stuff that she's doing while I wither away. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Nancy's going to listen to this back and be like, I'm not listening to the rest of the episode. (laughs) But yeah, we recorded this over a year ago. So some of the stuff that we say is simply not relevant anymore, but I think you will really like it anyway, because it's a lot of fun. You know, we do talk about some cool stuff in this episode. Go ahead. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. Yeah. In three, two, one. One. Oh, I, oh, I start. It's up to you. Do you want to start? I'll start. I'll start. Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. One More Thing is a podcast that examines and celebrates pop culture through an LGBTQ plus lens. You can laugh. You're allowed to laugh. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. Hi, Robert. Hi, Jay. Hi, Nancy. Hi. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, welcome back to another episode of One More Thing with Jay and Robert. I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. I'm Nancy. That's right. I guess let's just jump into it. Yeah. It, I guess it only took us five seasons to have Nancy on the podcast. I know. It should have happened I've a lot earlier. I've been waiting for this day, like, my entire life. <laughs> I mean, I will constantly send Jay things that I'm watching on Netflix, and I'm like, hey, you should talk about this on the show. In fact, let me talk about it on the show. <laughs> you've done that to me recently, too. Have I? Yeah, you've sent I've... me links and been like, have you guys talked about this? <laughs> oh, my God. You're the reason we watched Babysitter's Club. Oh my god, I am the reason you watched Babysitter's Club. And it was Great good. Great show. Second season out now. That was a good it suggestion. Is? No, but when we release oh. this, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exciting. Okay, so let's get into it. We've already introduced you, kind of, but just to introduce yourself, we're going to have you share your name, your pronouns, and how you identify, which can mean anything. It doesn't just have to mean gender identity or sexual identity. Okay. Well, I'm Nancy Joe Official, <laughs> for lack of a better identity. My pronouns are she, her, and I identify as a white cisgender, bisexual, witch, TikToker. Love that. We're not going to be able to make it through this episode. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> So I've met you once in person, but our friendship kind of blossomed virtually. But you two have known each other for how long? 10 years. Ten, I think 11 years. Yeah, probably 11 this November. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a decade or more. Yeah. Do you remember how you met? I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is it going to be the same? Probably. I don't think so. Wait. Maybe. 
what do you what's how, how do you think we met okay so jay bullied me in high school <laughs> <laughs> called out on her own podcast <laughs> this is a call out we were in the same acting class. Yes. First of all, but I don't think we were really friends in that acting class, not at first. And the story goes, I was at school on Wednesday. It was a morning in November. Yep. And I was struggling on my math homework. I'm very <laughs> bad at math. And I saw Jay walk by and I was like, "Oh, they're in my acting class." "Hey, Jay." And Jay was like, "What do you want?" <laughs> Has not changed a beat. I was like, could you help me with this algebra? And they were like, no. Is this true? Yeah. I love this. That's like more or less how it happened. Right? Yeah. And then we were best friends ever since. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I like forced a friendship on you. Yeah. I was going to say I'm missing a huge piece of the puzzle. <laughs> like after that, I just... Every time I saw Jay, I'd be like, what's up, Jay? How are you? And, like, I think I saw you at Dance Marathon. Our school is very, like, arts forward. Yeah. And we had something. It was called Dance Marathon, right? Yeah. No. No. Wait. Wait. Dance show. Oh, dance show. Yes. A dance marathon would be, like, you have to dance all night. That's, like, what this old people like... do in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think I saw you at dance show once, and I sat behind you, and I just, like, talked at you for two hours <laughs> okay so then what's your side of this all of all of this is what i was gonna say <laughs> it's all true yeah and we then we started hanging out the summer that i graduated from high school because i was a year above jay two years above me no no you're right a year above me sorry <laughs> you're two years older than me but a year above me yes yes because i and skipped a grade I... not because nancy got held back <laughs> Just exactly. to be clear. Thank Whoa. you. I made you hang out with me that summer. Yeah. I called you one night at like 1130 PM mm -hmm. and I was like, do you want to go to the basketball court and take pictures <laughs> for my Tumblr? <laughs> okay. Well, hold that thought with Tumblr. <laughs> and I did it. Yeah, so best friends ever since. just for context, were you both out at the time? No. No, not at all. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Nancy actually texted me the other day and was like, do you think we'd still be friends if I was straight? And I didn't respond. You didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> well, I met Nancy two years ago in Chicago. 20, yeah. No, three no, years three, ago. 2018. Yeah, 2020 didn't happen. So two years ago. Uh, back in 2018. And I honestly don't remember it. I remember that we were at a restaurant. I'm going to interrupt you because you're wrong. What? <laughs> I am fairly positive that we met before that. Five or six years ago. What? Whoa, I don't remember in that. In New York. I was living at Jay's apartment <gasps> on the oh, couch. Yeah. And it was we watched the Tonys, I think. Yeah. You came over with like a bunch of people. You wouldn't remember because like I just sat there and didn't talk because I don't know theater. I'm you had to have been there. Was this the Miss yeah. Saigon year? Um no. Actually, yes. Yeah, it would have been the Bette Midler year. Mm, there were a lot of people there. Yeah. 
Okay, well, yeah. so apparently we met years ago, <laughs> and then again in Chicago, and I was like, okay, this is Jay's friend. In Great. Chicago, we met at Hot Walks Cool Sushi on Michigan Avenue. You have a very good memory. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> and when we were there, I also had a friend in Chicago that came to dinner with us, and so my like focus was really split between Jay, Jay's mom, you, and my friend. And I, you know, we, we connected, but like not to the level that we have now. And then over the pandemic, yeah, that's when we became yeah. fast friends. Absolutely. We went from zero to a thousand. Like, we talked every single day. I'm pretty sure. I felt like a span of three months. I literally reached out to Jay and was like, I'm so sorry. I'm talking to your friends so much. <laughs> But, I, I think I did the same thing. I was like, Jay, is it okay that like me and Robert are friends now? <laughs> I love when my friends become friends with each other. Basically what That's happened, great. I don't even remember exactly how it started, but it was very quick. Like all of a sudden you decided to watch Grey's Anatomy and that was it. Like there was no conversation past that. It was like, well, now we are going to talk about every episode of Grey's Anatomy as you watch it for the first time. Yeah. And it was great because I think what happened was like I posted on my Instagram story like, does anyone watch Grey's Anatomy? I'm going to start it for the first time. And you respond and you're like, I've seen it all. I'm obsessed. I, we're going to talk about it. And you were like the only one who responded. So that was great. <laughs> and like, well, that's a lie, actually. A lot of people respond. They're like, oh, I just watched up until season three. And I'm like, okay. Fake fan. Did fake I fan. ask? Um, <laughs> I knew that we were going to be really good friends because I, you started watching some of my favorite episodes and I started sending you like 30 Instagram videos explaining my feelings about those episodes, <laughs> expecting you to be like, Jay, please tell your friend to back off. <laughs> and then what I got in return was 30 videos about that episode as well. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then you caught up on Grey's Anatomy and we didn't talk for like a month. We were like, well, that was it. That was our whole friendship. And then the Olympics happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And we've like connected in such weird ways <laughs> that you would never think would happen. Yes, like, we were like scheduling when the men's volleyball team was going to be playing. We were texting each other when other sports were happening and updating on awards and stuff like that. It it was wild. And then the Olympics stopped and <laughs> and now we're here. And now we're here. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, right? Like the end of the Olympics came at a funny time for me because then I started school again and I moved. So like I, I think I stopped talking to everyone about everything. <laughs> Well, the good, Except for Jay. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good news is right now, Grey's Anatomy is back and our friendship is in full flourish at this point. So yes. I'm so happy. So oh. shall we get into today's yes. topic? I don't know if everybody follows Nancy Joe Official on TikTok, but you definitely should. If you don't, pause this episode right now and just go scroll through it, please. It's nancy.joe.official, right? Yes, and I'm so sorry for those who are actually looking and <laughs> watching my videos. <laughs> so I, so the, let's just get the elephant out of the room. Nancy Joe is not your real name. That's your screen name. Where did it come from? I know that it's a reference, but I actually have no idea what it's a reference to. It is a pop culture reference from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, I try to describe this all the time, and I'm actually shocked at how how no one knows this. Um, so there was something called The Bling Ring. There's a movie. Emma, Emma Watson's Watson. in it. 
And it was about this Hollywood scandal where these like ultra rich girls broke into like Paris Hilton's house, Orlando Bloom's house, and they just stole a bunch of stuff. And one of the ringleaders was named Alexis Nyers. And she was so excited for her 15 minutes of fame because people started writing about it, including one journalist named Nancy Jo Sales. She wrote about it in Vanity Fair. Huge publication. Alexis Nyers was so excited. So there's there's a, a TV show called Pretty Wild, which chronicled the bling ring and the trial that led up to everything. So there's this one episode where Alexis Nyers calls Nancy Joe and she's like, Nancy Joe, I am so disappointed in your story you wrote about me in Vanity Fair. And like, it just goes on and on and on. She leaves this ridiculous voicemail. Honestly, everyone just needs to go look it up and watch it because it is iconic. I'll put a clip in here. Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nyers calling. I'm going to let you know how disappointed. Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nyers. I'm going to let you know how disappointed I am in your story. How horrible you me. You and this lied. Is, you stop. You, you lied. Stop it. Show it. Stop it, you Mom. Lied. Stop. Damn it. Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nyers calling. I'm going to let you know how disappointed I am in your story. There's many things that I read in here that were false. Like you saying that I wore six inch Louboutin heels to court with my tweed skirt when I wore four inch little brown BB shoes. $29! Every time you f I have to re-record it! Nancy Joe, this is Alexis Nyers calling. I'm calling to let you know how disappointed I am in your story and the light that you shed on me when I am going through such a hard time in my life. I opened up to you so that way the world could potentially know what a great, amazing, talented, strong, healthy girl that I am. Not even a girl, young woman. I am petrified, petrified with this story. <sighs> I'm so disappointed, and I'm letting you know that I will clear this up. Have a nice life. Goodbye. I'm realizing that we used a clip of it yeah. in our first season of this podcast. Yes. I've seen that clip before. It was the, like, uh, she's, like, whining about something. Yeah, she's like, you said that I wore some shoes, but I wore... You said I wore uh, six-inch Louboutins when I wore two-inch little brown BB heels. <laughs> And then her mom interjects and is like, $29. Wait, but our clip was like, you did amazing, sweetie. And she's like, thank you. Right? No, no, no. Um, it was like, thank that you so much. Happen. Goodbye. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that was but how we ended our episode. that, the mom is like, you did amazing, sweetie. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's just so funny and tragic. And so, I mean, years and years ago, I just made that my Instagram handle because Honestly, it was like an inside joke between me and Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just did it to make Jay laugh. And then I just never changed it. And then I got on TikTok and made it the same username, not thinking that I would ever, like, 
gain followers on TikTok. But then it just stuck. And then people in real life started calling me Nancy. And like people on the street would stop me and be like, Nancy, Nancy. And I was like, okay, I guess I am Nancy now. I quite genuinely did not know that your name was not Nancy uh, when we started talking last year. And I started calling you Nancy 2J. And Jay was like, you know, that's not her name, right? It's so funny. I mean, yeah, a lot of people like recently before I moved, I ran into someone that I know in real life. And they introduced me to their friends and they were like, oh, this is Nancy. And I'm like, no, but <laughs> okay. It's kind of like a drag queen name. It is. Yeah. I mean, what's so interesting is like, I was reading a chapter for my class about professionalism in the field that I'm going into. And they actually suggested it in the social media age to get a fake name if you're still posting on social media and you don't want employers to find you. So in a way, it's super beneficial for me. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, because you have like a very serious job. I do. I'm going to be an allied healthcare professional. Right. (laughs) Beautiful. I love the work you're doing. So to everyone who goes and sees my TikTok, they'll be like, this woman (laughs) should not work with others in healthcare. (laughs) When I think about it, though, a lot of the TikTokers and Instagrammers or, like, Instagram influencers that I like, I don't even know their real name. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of it, I guess. There's so much you don't really know about a lot of influencers. I found out that an influencer I follow the other day is Mormon. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. I had no idea. That she's like a devout Mormon. Okay, wow. Speaking <laughs> of niche. Um, <laughs> so your TikTok, Jay would describe as niche. How do I you- did not. No, 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 <laughs> no. No. That's not what that means in the script. A niche is like a section. So like how would... The question is, how would you describe your niche on TikTok? As in, like, what is your niche? What mm. section of TikTok do you fall into? Not you are niche. It has two different meanings. <laughs> well, that's funny because, like, if you were to say, like, oh, so-and-so described Nancy Joe as niche, I'd be like, no, not at all. Because there are different niches on TikTok. And, like, you know, a lot of TikTokers have their own thing. Like, you can find, you know, cooking TikToks where their entire – feed is just them cooking or you know asmr obviously is a big one i don't think i have a niche and from like a marketing brand strategy point of view that's a really awful way about going things i mean not that i'm trying to market myself but if you wanted to have like a a big following niches are really helpful right like like Tabitha, like you guys have a niche. We, like you have a we do a theme to your podcast, so people know like oh I'm going to one more thing and I'm going to get LGBTQ plus pop culture with Nancy Joe official. <laughs> one day you might get me waking up, fresh out of bed, complaining. The next day I might be on an adventure. I don't know. I have no rhyme or reason to what I post. <laughs> What's your process in actually publishing a TikTok video? Something that rings in my head whenever I make TikTok videos with my, like, six followers right. um, and my seven TikToks <laughs> is 
There was um, a TikTok that I saw once that was like, just put your stuff on TikTok. You never know what's going to pick up. And if you hold it back, nothing will ever happen. And at least from my perspective, I also didn't, first of all, I didn't even realize that you had as many followers as you do on TikTok (laughs) until very recently. Um, Because whenever I see your posts, I'm always one of the first five people to like it. And then I see it again and it has a lot more. That's funny. So what do you, what's your process in doing it? You know, I'm like the worst person to ask about this because a lot of people I know who are very successful at TikTok do have a process and they will write scripts and they will put in the time to record it and make like a mini video. And then there's like a good and a bad time to post things to get more views. The algorithm is so amazing. But for me, my process is I really just have no filter and I post when I want to post. So a lot of my videos don't get any traction, actually, because I'm posting at like 6 a.m. and no one's on the app. But for videos that I do put some time and effort into, I mean, I'll record and I'll re-record and I'll spend the time on it and then I will figure out the right time to post. And that can be hit or miss. The nice thing about TikTok, especially for creators, is you can go into the app and find out what your peak posting time would be to see like, yeah, you can see like when a good majority of your followers are on the app. So for me, it's like between six and 8 p.m. is when like, it'll say like 2000 of my followers are online or something. So that's a good way to like, I don't know. I feel like I didn't answer that question very well. <laughs> well, what are you so sorry? I'm just kind of blowing through this section. Yeah, Robert's but, just going through this. <laughs> <laughs> but what are your drafts like? I I know that I have like uh, 10 to 12 videos in my draft that I know that I'll never post. Do yeah. you like plan things out in advance? Are your drafts the same way where they'll probably never see the light of day? So right now I have 134 drafts. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> and they will never see the light of day. I do like to look back on them sometimes and just like see what I was thinking. And I'm like, okay, yeah, there's a reason why I didn't post that one. And then sometimes, honestly, I just forget to post these things. I will put them in my drafts so that I can post them later, but I forget 100% of the time. What's the longest you've ever spent making a TikTok? Oh, yeah. That's a great question. I don't know. Probably not more than 15 minutes. Whoa. I cannot say the same. Because Robert takes... Really? Robert takes, like, hours. He works and works and works on his TikTok. I'm literally still working on one from a bachelorette party that I went to weeks ago at this point. (laughs) No, but that's great. I mean, like, when people put in the work, like, hard work pays off, you know? And, like... See, that's where I can't say the same for my content because I will just take a six-second clip of myself doing something stupid and I will post it. So I'd say like 80 to 90% of my TikToks are not planned and I put no effort into them. But I can see where a TikTok creator who like, you know, does like dancing or they're like a stand-up comic, like that's when you can really spend a lot a lot of time curating your tiktoks and that's where it becomes like a full-time job especially for my friends that are in comedy it's a great platform for that and they spend a lot of time and effort making their videos 
Do you like pick your phone up and go, I'm going to make a TikTok? Or do you sit there and laugh to yourself and then you're like, I'm going to put that on TikTok? Both. I mean, again, so like I think my whole thing with what I post on TikTok is like it's a lot like what I do or what I used to do on Instagram stories. Before I was on TikTok, Jay can attest to this. I posted Instagram stories constantly. Just like me being dumb, doing whatever all the time. And so now that's kind of transitioned to TikTok for me since Instagram is like a bit of a dying platform. Um, I love Instagram. Me too. No, I do too. But like, I mean, I don't know. I've read a lot of articles about like the future of Instagram and like where it's headed. And there's like a lot of competition with TikTok and other social media platforms. That's just like always how it is. I wish that Instagram understood what it was and like really committed to it because then I feel like people would use it more. Yeah, because right now it's like shopping and stories and your explore page and like this and that and that. Yeah. Where it's it's just trying to do too much. And if it, I feel like it's going further and further away from being like a photo sharing app. Mm -hmm. And the more that that happens, the more it tries to be like other apps, the less people will want to use it because they'll just use TikTok or whatever other platforms they have. Yeah. It's like when a new platform is gaining traction, Instagram immediately tries to do the same like they did that even with Facebook I feel like I feel like a long long time ago DMs were not as popular on Instagram right yeah you know and then like once Facebook chat kind of blew up then like people started talking on Instagram more like I use Instagram so much to talk to people like sometimes more than texting it's like with that and then when TikTok blew up, Instagram introduced Reels, which has not taken off, I don't think. No. No, and not I, at all. I read an article recently on how they're trying to they're gonna try and repurpose Reels because it's just not working. Repurpose it's not it working. Work. And like you you could have like when they introduced that, my immediate thought was this isn't gonna take off because TikTok is already what it is and it's so good at being what it is. You know, like TikTok knows that it is TikTok, whereas Instagram is trying to be everything. And like you mentioned, they're trying to do shopping and marketplace now. And that honestly just freaks me out a little bit. I don't know. <sighs> Instagram is whatever, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. You're right. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get into TikTok as an app itself in a little bit. Every season we have to take... <laughs> Well, I can't talk now. Sorry. Every season, we like to take a moment to thank all of our Patreons and our Patreon subscribers, especially all of you who have been there since day one, five years ago. Oh, world. <laughs> you really do keep the gears running over here at One More Thing. It's how we're able to bring you all of these great episodes. And if you are listening to this episode and you're like, wow, how could I give them money from my Venmo? You can... No, you can't. Oh. You can't Venmo us. <laughs> you can PayPal us a one-time donation at the number one more thing podcast at gmail.com on PayPal. You can become a Patreon at the $1 level, which is a bonus episode every month. 
for $5, you can get a bonus video every month. Not the Leah Michelle video. And we have some surprises since we're in season now where there are going to be some exclusive perks and sneak peeks and... Potentially full, unedited, uncensored episodes. Uncensored! You know, we're, we're, we've thrown some bleeps in there. Yeah, that's true. Go subscribe. So it's no secret that you have a lot of followers on TikTok. It's kind of a secret. I don't know. <laughs> I guess Robert didn't know, so <laughs> maybe it is a secret. But you have all those followers because you've gone like insanely viral many times. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. As have As we. have we. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's as true. have I personally. <laughs> <laughs> I know for us, when we went viral, it was, like, awesome and then really bad really fast. We went from being, like, we're on top of the world to being, like, I would rather die than see another mention of this video. What's it like for you to go viral? It's the same. I honestly, from everyone I've ever talked to who's gone viral, it's very similar. It is a roller coaster where, like, you're getting all of these views and you're getting these comments and this interaction. And at first, like, that really triggers, like a response in your brain. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, scientifically, they have proven that notifications trigger a dopamine response in your brain. Mm -hmm. um, so every time you get a notification, something lights up in your brain, and you're like, ooh, okay, cool. So all of those notifications, you're like, going uphill, and you're like, oh, cool, awesome. And then at a certain point, A, it becomes overwhelming, and B, you get so sucked into it that you start to see the negative comments mm -hmm. and the negative reactions. And that is awful, horrible. But then like you kind of go on this weird little wave of like, oh, this is fun. Oh, this is bad. Oh, fun, bad. Ugh. And after a certain point, you just need to log off. I feel like everyone who's gone viral has had that experience. So there's also like a weird aspect to it when publications start writing articles about you going viral. Yeah. Like, I remember, I don't, uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but there, you went viral a few months back with, you mm -hmm. made fun of some guy. Greta yeah, Manfrey. I always go viral for making fun of white men. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I should say <laughs> Well, that there's that one that like yells at the screen and I always love when you make fun of him because I hate him so much. But Marcus. there was like, Marcus. There, there was like a, <laughs> there was like a musician. Greta Van Fleet. And yeah. all of a sudden I started, you started posting articles about people that were talking about you going viral. And Jay and I have talked about it a lot of places like, not to call them out, but like BuzzFeed, who will share social media posts almost as an article. But there's a difference between that and talking about somebody who has gone viral for a certain thing and including everybody's mentions and comments on it. Yeah. And it kind of yeah. elevates the whole situation and becomes way more real because it takes it out of the app and more into like pop culture. Yeah, it is weird. With that video specifically that you're mentioning, that definitely happened. I got a lot of mentions on like multiple different websites that I had never even heard of. Guitar.com. <laughs> That's um, my favorite website. Yeah, I go to guitar.com all the time. <laughs> For my guitar um, needs. Imagine your domain name, like you own guitar.com. <laughs> that must be like a multi-million dollar website. Anyway, 
Yeah. And then like people were commenting like, oh, I shared this on my Facebook page. And I'm like, who uses Facebook anymore? (laughs) But okay, cool. Yeah, that's when it gets kind of weird. And that's when I start to like really analyze social media from like a different perspective of like, you know, when you post anything, you don't know what's going to happen. When you click send, it's out of your hands. Nothing could happen or everything could happen. And it's kind of scary sometimes when you start to think about it. When it happens it is when it's really scary, I think. Because like, like I mentioned before, when I post things, I'm not thinking, which is really irresponsible, honestly, because anything could happen. And sometimes it does. So now that this has happened to you a few times, how do you approach this now? Does this make you nervous to post content? Do you, are you still like balls to the wall? Like I'm going to throw out whatever I want. Like, how does it affect you moving forward? I think for me personally, I have kind of figured out what is or is not going to gain views. Like I said before, I think a lot of my content just doesn't gain views and I know that it's not going to, and I'm comfortable with that because I'm posting for me at that point, but then I'll make something and I'm like, this could probably gain some traction. It might. So maybe let's think about it. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't (laughs) think about it, (laughs) but I, I kind of know now what has potential. That didn't answer your question. (laughs) No, it did. It definitely did. Have you had like fan? I know you said earlier people stop you on the street and are like, Nancy, Nancy. But have you had like legit fan encounters? I guess. But like, I mean, no one's asked me for a picture or anything or Mm. an autograph. Yet. Um, (laughs) I, I do remember a couple months ago back in Chicago, someone that I didn't know at all, like ran up to me and they're like, you're Nancy Joe. And I just was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I don't know. But I think they actually followed me on Instagram, which is weird. Because I don't have a huge following on Instagram. But they were like, yeah, 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 I follow you on social. I was like, how are you? I'm like, good, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know how to react. I've had stuff like that. And then, weirdly enough, actually this happened this morning This isn't a real life encounter. It's still over the internet, but on my dating profiles, people will match with me or like try to match with me and they'll be like, are you Nancy Joe? Oh, this morning, someone was like, wait, you're big on TikTok," And I, uh, I like matched with them just to be like, yes, I am. Cause I was curious like to like what they saw, but then I looked at their profile and It was a man and woman. Oh looking no! For a third. <laughs> no, 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 no. We saw you from across the bar, and we liked your vibe. <laughs> oh, have you ever like gotten a DM from somebody through TikTok that's like, "Hey"? All the time, actually. Like my DMs on Instagram, I do link my Instagram and TikTok together, and like I am constantly getting DMs from people. I got a really creepy one the other day that was like, I like the pictures you hung up on your wall. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like, that's so creepy. I don't like that. Like, yeah, I, I get a lot of DMs from people. I've actually like made some friends that way, which is kind of weird. Like guys will DM me and 
they're like, I'm simping. And I'm like, cool, cool. And then like we become friends. Because <laughs> I'm very clear. I'm like, listen, <laughs> not going to happen. A group of teenagers at an LGBTQ plus conversion camp endures unsettling psychological techniques while being stalked by a mysterious masked killer. That is what happens in They Slash Them on Peacock and what we will be talking about this October 31st as our movie club episode. Be sure to tune in. I just want to be in that too. <laughs> Say the thing about Hugh Just Mammoth Films. Oh, yeah. And we will be discussing it with Huge Ass Mammoth Films from TikTok and other social media, but mostly they're very famous on TikTok. And we're super excited to make a new friend and to have a nice little chat. The movie is already out, so make sure that you go ahead and watch it so you can feel included in this episode. And we will see you on Halloween. So let's talk about TikTok in general as an app. Mm Mm-hmm. So yes. what I've written in the script is, is TikTok good or bad? We will each make our case. <laughs> Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I think TikTok is good. Wow. Okay. The end. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> Do you want to elaborate on that? <laughs> no. I think, I think TikTok is good because it is like it's creating a new form of entertainment. For a new mm. generation. That's an interesting take. I wouldn't have thought of that. Thank you. I I think it's good, but it has a lot of bad like facets to it. That's not the question. <laughs> the question is, is it good or bad? Well, it's like I, I get a lot of good from it. I feel like I've learned a lot from it. A lot of my For You page, not to out myself, is a lot of like educational things <laughs> and people explaining yeah. history or weird facts that I never knew about. And I... I feel like that's the majority of what I send to other people, which we'll also talk about. <laughs> but then on the other hand, I like we would be remiss to not talk about all of the like black creators that get yeah. snubbed and mm-hmm. all of the controversies behind TikTok as an actual workplace. And right. so I'm like, oh, I enjoy it. But uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, TikTok is bad. Next question. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. But, like, it is a double-edged sword, right? Like, it is good in the sense that it does a great job of bringing entertainment to your phone, into your living room, etc. It can be fun for creators. And it's fun to find a community, too. The algorithm is so specific to exactly what it is you're looking for a lot of the time. You can meet some amazing people. You can find a very niche community of people exactly like you, and you can make connections that way. And during the pandemic, online connections, like, that was it. That's what we were doing. So it was really beneficial in that way. But then there is that con, right? Like cyberbullying. Yeah. Jay knows all about that. <laughs> I used um, to be a cyberbully, yes. Used to be. <laughs> That's true. I am a cyberbully. <laughs> Jay is a cyberbully. Yeah. I Well, it's also You asked if it's good or bad and I just went on a rant, but <laughs> I mean, we also have to realize that we all live in I'm going to say the more liberal side of TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while something will go viral on 
other parts of TikTok that remind me that I only see the smallest fraction of what there is on that right. app. And yeah. that there are so many people that use it for other things. Yeah, on Twitter a lot I'll see people will like download TikToks and share them on Twitter and they'll be like all the gay people should go to jail. Comment if you agree and you yeah, know like, like oh and it has like six million likes, and yeah. you're like, I only thought the things that had six million likes were like babies laughing for the first time, <laughs> not <laughs> not these other people. And I see it the most with there's this one creator, and I wish that I knew her name. I will post about her when this episode comes out. I just was not prepared to talk about her today, but she calls out um, more conservative and Republican people who are doing terrible things on TikTok. And because I follow her while she, like, takes them down <laughs> very personally, that's what exposes me to the other side of it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it, like, TikTok is also a very scary place. Yeah, just like with any internet platform, the internet is truly scary a lot of the time. Like, it's like what you said. We don't see even half of what's really there. It's like... Remember in like elementary school and middle school, there was always that poster on the wall of the iceberg. Yes. Talking about. Yes. And it's like, you're only seeing the tip of the iceberg, but then underneath the ocean, it's like this massive, massive chunk, massive chunk. TikTok (laughs) is a massive chunk. TikTok is a massive chunk. And that chunk is full of darkness. So in the in the vein of Sean Mendez's recent uh, lie detector test, what's on everybody's for you pages? Well, go ahead. <laughs> Take the floor. My for you page is a lot of just like beautiful women. Mm. Are they beautiful women who are? on your For You page because they're beautiful? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I was that TikToker. You asked about what my niche is. That's what I wish my niche was. I wish I was famous for being beautiful. I was going to bring this up, but I didn't <laughs> want you to get swarmed with all of our followers following you. You post some thirst traps. Like, every like 20 to 30 videos you'll post, there's one that I'm like, oh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm supposed to see this. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's unintentional. I think I very rarely post thirst traps on purpose. I'm just hot because (laughs) that's how God made me. (laughs) So, yeah, it's, it's, it's hot women and, like, gay stuff and comedy and cats. That's it. Cats, yes. And I feel like it, it is cats... The reason there are so many cats on my For You page is because sends... (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. We'll cut it. It's because Nancy sends me cats constantly. My mom sends me cats constantly. And my friend Megan sends me cats constantly. I would never. (laughs) And you you don't send me cats. Um, Oh, and Susanna sends me cats constantly. So, like, everyone is sending me cats. My free page is like, this person loves cats, which is not wrong. I was going to say, you have two. (laughs) Yeah, I do have two cats. (laughs) My free page is definitely, I mean, there are hot guys on my free page. Like, I'm not going to lie about it. 
it's a lot of musical theater bootlegs, mm. a lot of educational, like, did, did you, today in history in 1642, there was, <laughs> let me tell you about Bob Sawyer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. And I'll, like, sit there for three minutes and, watch, and listen to, like, the life of Bob Sawyer. And then there are, I try to, like, really prune my For You page with using the not interested feature. Me because too. I end up getting wrapped up in book talk a lot. And I actually, like, sorry if you're a big book talk person, but I, like, don't care about book talk. But there are book talkers <laughs> that I like. Yeah. Like, um, I've sent you a lot of this, like, one older woman who owns an independent bookstore. And oh, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's always talking about rare books. And I find it so interesting. But I do not care to ever read them. And then also the news. I hate to say that I'm definitely that person that, like, follows some political people on TikTok. And I definitely use that as the news sometimes. <laughs> not to be like, oh, let me see what's happening in the world. I'm only going to go to TikTok. But... Recently, like over the summer with, not to make this morbid, but like with everything happening in Afghanistan, I was like, I don't know if I super understand this. Mm -hmm. And so I like knew, obviously, from paying attention to the news and what was going on. But then there were certain people on TikTok that I would go to for a lot of the details and what was actually happening. So my free pitch is really all over the place. (laughs) No, same. I mean, I'm like kind of scrolling through it now to get a straight answer could not tell you it's so random like okay a lot of cats that's for sure and a lot of animals i love animals so i'm sorry i just started talking about my answer i think i interrupted you (laughs) no the last thing i was going to say is that one of them i think we both follow it's that person who reports the news under the desk i literally just wrote their name down v yes yeah they're awesome i'm obsessed with mutuals Jay's mom also loves them. Yep. V is awesome. And they followed me after I made fun of Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> One of the many white um, guys you've made fun of. He's the white boy who started it all. Can we get into um, him for a second? <laughs> I guess. Okay. For those who don't know, this is this guy named Marcus who like... Marcus de Paula. Marcus <gasps> de Paula, who reports the news, but he's like, today there was a... <laughs> angry that's a very good impersonation (laughs) of him (laughs) there was a like martin scorsese is the best director of all time (laughs) pulp fiction is my favorite film and if it's not yours you are wrong (laughs) so what where did that where did your hatred of him start and why did you just where did the idea to make fun of his videos come from First of all, if, like, a straight white man pops up on my For You page and starts yelling, I'm triggered from the start. Um, (laughs) Sorry, but it's true. So I I followed him when he started talking about the election because that was a very scary time for all of us, I think. We didn't know what was happening, and I just, like, needed a quick fix update Mm -hmm. by the minute and he was good for that but then as i started following him more and more the way he presents the news is so mm, bad (laughs) (laughs) his whole thing is like i present news for middle schoolers with learning disabilities so he tries to water things down a lot but it's to the point where it's not benefiting anybody okay like one time he was reporting about dinosaurs and he said like so-and-so found a vegetarian dinosaur 
And I literally went up to the kids I was nannying that day who are like nine years old. And I was like, what do you call a dinosaur that only eats plants? And let me tell you, they didn't say vegetarian. Okay. (laughs) Like it's not that hard to use the correct terminology and it will actually benefit people more if you're doing, if you're saying like the right thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of like you're not helping anyone by watering things down, especially big stories. Like if he's reporting on Afghanistan and stuff, you, you really can't just say like, the bad guys are being mean to women. Yeah. You have to say the Taliban. And then you can give a quick briefing about what that is, you know? And like, I don't know. Everyone has access to Google. That's a long-winded answer. (laughs) But he basically just sucks at his job. Also, he's funded by the Chinese Communist Party. So that's good. Leave it off on that note. And cut. Did you know that about once, I'd say a week, somebody hits me up on social media asking for the Leah Michelle can't read video? I thought we weren't going to talk about it. (laughs) We're not. But you know what? They can all find us on social media at one more thing. (laughs) A, because I was taken. And you can give us... Your thoughts on episodes. If we moved you, message us. If you want to see behind-the-scenes content and sneak peeks at future episodes, or you want to see our faces behind these voices. Yeah, we're hot. Go ahead and follow us. Give us a shout-out. Share the episode. Yeah, post about us. Yeah, if you're really feeling this episode, share it. Get your little fingers on your little keyboard and type. (laughs) I love one more thing. And we will see you online. Yeah, we will. I hate to cut us short, but we only have a couple minutes left. Um, So we are going to move on to our game. And it's called (laughs) Guess the Grey's Anatomy (laughs) Storyline. So Robert and have each... Jay! (laughs) I love that Jay is the person before we did this that was like, just remember, we're not using their real name. And I was like, yeah, okay. I have been good. (laughs) You have. Robert and Nancy have each prepared a Grey's Anatomy plot line to present to the group. And I, who has never seen a single episode of Grey's Anatomy, will have to guess whether they actually happened or not. Who wants to go first? I'll I'll go first. Okay. So... Okay, is everybody ready? I feel like, can we drop in the Grey's Anatomy theme music under this? (laughs) Sure. Oh my God, please. Okay, ready? Just remember everybody, I'm dyslexic, so. (laughs) As I read this off my phone. Okay, season seven. Okay. Mandy Moore's first appearance on Grey's Anatomy after the shooter episode at the end of season six. Okay. Because season six was a two-part finale, so this is the beginning of season seven. Okay. Mandy has returned to the hospital after her colostomy bag reversal surgery was canceled due to the hospital shutdown caused by the shooter, notably trapping her and Dr. Bailey into an abandoned hospital floor with no working elevators. She and her husband decide to travel and return to the hospital for the surgery six months after. Mandy ends up in in a hospital bed next to a couple who are injured while having sex. They were in a parked car by the side of the road uh, by a nearby park. 
having sex when a truck lost control and hit their car. Oh my God. Luckily, the boyfriend is the only one who's injured and they are rushed to Graceland Memorial. While the husband has suffered some injuries, Mandy Moore dies from complications from her surgery. This inspires the man in the injured couple to ask Dr. Bailey for help in proposing to his girlfriend, who says yes. I'm going to say that is not real. Only because it is so detailed. That is so detailed. <laughs> That's correct. That's not, that never happened. <laughs> Mandy Moore was on the show, though. For a colostomy bag? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The whole first there, part there, of, that, of that is true. <laughs> yeah. There is some truth to that story. I can confirm. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now everybody knows that that is uh, Hire Me, Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, really? That was interesting. <laughs> that could be real, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, the amount of detail you put into that, I was convinced. I had to think, like, hmm. did that happen? <laughs> Okay, your turn. Well, Nancy. Okay. So, mine's not going to be as detailed. But in season early on, I don't know, maybe season four, five, Izzy, played by Katherine Heigl, starts having sex with the ghost of her dead fiancé. And um, she's having sex with a ghost. As you can imagine, that's crazy. And um, through having sex with a ghost, she finds out that she has a brain tumor. Is that true? That cannot be true. It's true. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) No, you guys are lying. No, that's a real episode. (laughs) Went on for way too long. Like she had sex with Denny's Duquette's ghost for like half a season. How does she have sex with a ghost? We still don't know the logistics. Have you seen... Do you know who Denny Duquette is? No. Have you seen the pictures oh. of Katherine Heigl, like, in the pink prom dress, like, crying? No. Oh. They <laughs> haven't seen anything. Like, well, anything that we even send to Jay, they probably just ignore it. Denny but Duquette? Denny Duquette was a heart transplant candidate, and... Was it the third or fourth season that this all happened? I want to say it's the third. or may- Yeah. I think it was the end of the third into the fourth. So Denny, like, was a candidate for a heart transplant. And then Katherine Heigl's character falls in love with him. And she goes through, like, all of these crazy things to, like, save him. He dies. Then she, like, sees the ghost of him. Jay's face right now says it all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a picture of Katherine Heigl and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Catherine Heigl is wearing a prom dress. Prom dress. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it was prom at the hospital. It was prom at the hospital. Is that after she kills him? Wait. <laughs> no, it's during. Oh. So, like, okay, so <laughs> yeah, basically gets... the chief of medicine at the hospital, his niece had cancer, and she missed her prom. So they were like, let's throw her a prom at the hospital. And, like, all of the doctors had to attend, so they all wore dresses. Catherine Heigl was freshly proposed to by Denny, and she was like, yes, I'll marry you. And then during the prom, she goes upstairs, and he had just died. She missed him by, like, 17 seconds or something. That happens on the L word. Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) And so, yeah, and then that picture that you're showing is her laying on his corpse. Oh, my God. 
I'm so glad that you were finally able to make it onto the podcast after years of us doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, so honored. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know that you have a lot going on, especially with your TikTok fame. Again, where can everybody go follow you? You can follow me at nancy.joejo.official on all socials. And by that, I mean TikTok and Instagram. Is there anything you would like to promote? Do you have any projects coming up? Uh, no. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm working on a project at work, but I'm not going to promote that because no one needs to know about what I do for work. <laughs> you said it earlier in this episode. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You said I'm going to be an allied health uh, oh, care professional. Fair. Yeah. I'm just like translating documents, medical documents into Spanish. So if anyone needs like a do not resuscitate form in Spanish. Follow at nancy.jo.official. I don't speak Spanish, though, so. That's well, good. what what another thrilling episode of One More Thing. <laughs> Season 5 is really kicking off. This is the best episode to date, I guarantee. It's flawless. Um, but thank you for coming on. You are more than welcome to come back anytime, obviously. We all love you here at One More Thing. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. I think that's up to you, though. I can't just like, <laughs> crashing our episodes. It's always like when it, when you see like late night hosts be like, oh, come back anytime. And they're like, well, I'm not going to come to your show and tell you I want to be on it. So <laughs> if you gave me that permission, I'd be here every week. So don't give me that. I won't say no. The, the look that Jay is giving me right now is <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> Season five. Okay. Anything's possible. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. All right. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. 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 One more thing is produced by us, Jay and Robert, and also David Zimmerman. Thank you to Abby Davis for the artwork and Gotham Podcast Studios for housing our full season five. Yeah. Um, thank you, of course, of course, to our patrons over at patreon.com slash one more thing, where you can be a $1 patron or a $5 patron. $1 gets you a bonus episode every month. $5 gets you a bonus video every month. You can also PayPal us a one-time donation at number one more thing podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a little rate and review while you're at it. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at one more thing with an A because I indeed was taken. That's it. Bye. Bye.